0: sharing news and community information that truly matters to you for Michiana. This is Michiana 101 with Sylvia Stark.
1: In 2019, her mom had went to um, she entered the promised glory land of a Lord and Savior. She was battling cancer for about four years, but the one thing I noticed is that she never had a negative attitude. She was always positive through this. Her favorite verse, which is my favorite verse, is, I can do all things through him who gives me strength, which is Philippians 4.13. Sometimes we need strength to get through the day. This song was also requested to be played at her memorial service. And it is a perfect example. I can only imagine what it will be when we walk face to face with the Lord and Jesus. She knew who the Lord and Savior was and always knew when it was her time to go, she was going to go to heaven. So sometimes we can be in the moment and we forget what heaven's like. Heaven is glorious. Someday we will all be united with our loved ones. United and the glory lands but as I'm sitting listening to this song couldn't imagine closing my eyes and I can see the heavens you know we have, I have a lot of family up there and my grandpas and grandmas I have some aunts and uncles probably my mom some adopted family everyone's up there rejoicing and praising the lord so if you ever have some time think about someone important in your life that you can just imagine where they're at and remember, you are loved, you are cared for, and Jesus is waiting for you to enter his land of glory. Good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening to, and perhaps it's a good morning, depending on where you're listening to. Today's devotional is talking about blessings. We are blessed with 355 blessings a year. That means there is something good to look forward in every day. The biggest blessing is that once we wake up, we are alive. That's a good blessing. We have other blessings. We have... Majority of us have food, clothes. That's how the seeds are alive, but others don't. But when we look at our blessings, and we count every blessing. There's nothing worth more. There's so many blessings out there. Most of us know that the Lord and Savior is with us. And some of us are still on that journey. But hopefully soon we will get to that journey. Of being with our Lord and Savior. And accepting Him into our hearts. But have you ever took the time to count every blessing you have during the daytime? I know for me, when I go to work, I get blessings every day. I get a blessing by seeing the kids' smiling faces, the ones who are saying please and thank you. I have some that run to me when they're hurting. Just today, I had a kid that had a meltdown at work, and he was having it. I haven't seen him for a while, and I said to I haven't seen you for a while, have you been? And he quickly runs up to me and calming him down, reassuring him that we will get what he wants. And he's all upset because he, he doesn't have a car to eat his, his lunch with. Well, after me talking to him, I explained to him that we will get your lunch. You're going to eat. He's going to eat. I make sure he gets it. So I took a little hand, and he's not letting go. He's just not budging. He's not going to budge at all. But then his, the teacher comes up and gives him back his card. And so this kid is having a meltdown because he can't have his car. Further on having to line up, he's had meltdown again because he has again lines, so he just throws his stuff on the floor. Sometimes it's okay to have meltdowns in life. But the biggest blessing out of the story is that this kid hasn't known me. Just we're just shy over two weeks in school. Two and a half about, we're not even two full weeks in school yet. Almost. And he's already found a friend and somebody he doesn't even know. And so sometimes Our blessings are in disguise. You could be blessed by someone saying it. You could be blessed by someone bringing you a meal over. Or a hospital visit. Or a phone call. Or even doing a scripture verse. Whatever the blessing is. If you count your blessings every day for a whole year. You probably would come at 365 blessings. We don't know when it's our time to go. But our biggest blessing is soon as you wake up. Thank you, Jesus. That is a blessing. Thank you for waking my family up. Thank you for making my friends up. Everybody that you meet on the streets, that's a blessing because each one of them are alive and well. They may be suffering on the inside, but they're alive and well. They're doing, they're doing fantastic. Even though they're hurting. So make sure you count every blessing. In just a few moments, you will hear the song Counting every blessing. And there are so much blessings that we have. We all have 365 blessings that we can go through. It may be a struggle, but like I said, the first blessing that everyone has is thank you, Lord, for waking me up today. Thank you, Lord, for giving me food to eat. Thank you, Lord, for giving me thirst, water, pop, milk, whatever you drink. What we all know our blessing, for a blessing, is to reach the homeland of our Lord and Jesus. I pray that everybody out there will be able to reach Jesus in heaven someday. But there is a slim chance that some of you are not quite ready to go there. And you're just gonna go into the fiery furnace. But maybe in the fiery furnace you decide you need Jesus and he just lifts you on up and you enter his home, his glory land. How many times have you been blessed today? Take care. And have a wonderful night.
2: at 530. I'm Brian Conybear. Tonight on The Learning Curve, Indiana students are already back in class. Up next is time for kids
3: in Michigan. And a newly reformed charter school in Benton Harbor is welcoming teenagers who struggled in a traditional academic setting with a brand new classroom facility for this fall. ABC 57's Jordan Hatfield live on Main Street in Benton Harbor
4: with the bridge to those students' future. Jordan. Yeah, Brian, the Bridge Academy of Southwest Michigan has long offered programs helping students earn their high school degrees. But now, the newly designated charter school helps to get students to earn their high school diplomas in a brand new classroom setting. Inside the Michigan Works building on Main Street in downtown Benton Harbor, teachers and staff are getting ready to welcome back students. But not just any students. The Bridge Academy of Southwest Michigan started over a decade ago by partnering with local school districts to help offer a high school education to young people struggling in traditional classrooms and looking to enter the workforce. After
5: three different school partnerships. We really evolved into really knowing who we were, what we wanted to do. And so that didn't really fit the mold in the most traditional K-12 districts. And so we felt encouraged actually by those districts um, to become a charter school. Now,
4: in partnership with Central Michigan University, the Bridge Academy provides high school diplomas to students who may not have been able to continue their education because they've dropped out or need to work and provide for their families.
5: We want to help come alongside those students to make sure they can get their life sorted out, but also get their school done. I spoke with Allie Knapp,
4: the school leader at the academy, who told me part of being a charter school, they need a classroom space for their students to learn and work. And the Bridge Academy strive to create an environment that will meet all of their needs. We believe that environment drives behavior, so we want
5: to make sure that our students know um, that they're worthy of a clean, fresh really beautiful um, space to work in every day, and that sets the tone for the kind of um, work they're going to accomplish when they're here. And so for them to feel respected and valued by how their space looks is
4: important to us. Knapp said this new facility can hold up to 50 students at a time, and they aim to be flexible to accommodate everyone who enrolls.
5: We're innovative, not alternative, which means that we really can serve anybody who needs us.
4: Something previous graduates of the Academy attest to firsthand.
6: When I didn't believe in myself, they call, they text, they emailed, they even showed up for me in the biggest way. They wouldn't accept me giving up on myself and I'm so grateful.
5: We want to make sure students feel valued and that they have quality access to education um, that allows them to be successful, not just for a job in the short term, but a career plan
4: long term. And coming up at 6, we'll hear more on how the school helps students succeed even beyond the classroom. For now, live in Benton Harbor, Jordan Hatfield, ABC,
2: The 7 News. Most of the area's school districts are back in session, but new for you at 6 o'clock, it's not too late to get some of the important paperwork turned in. This includes applying for free and reduced meals. a WSVT Operation Education reporter, Kristen Bean, shows us why district leaders say you may be leaving money on the table if you don't. <laughs>
7: Before COVID, the National School Lunch Program provided 4.9 billion lunches to children in the U.S. That was about $14.2 billion worth of food served to students in schools and child care centers. During the pandemic, other programs expanded, allowing more people to eat. This year, schools are anticipating the need for meals to increase, which is why they're encouraging parents to apply for free and reduced lunch now. A busy cafeteria at Mishawaka High School. Some students choose sandwiches, others choose pizza. If they eat, they're more focused on their, on their school work. Linda Kump is the director of food service for School City Mishawaka. She makes sure kids are getting the food they need to fill their bellies and their minds. They have the fruits and the vegetables and the milk and there's always a protein option and whole grains. Um, so it's a very balanced meal because Cup knows what happens here in the lunchroom has an impact on what happens here in the classroom.
2: Hey, welcome back to the 2022 school year.
7: Mishawaka students began their new school year nearly two weeks ago. But Superintendent Theodore Stevens says it's not too late for families to apply for free and reduced lunch.
2: We do not want kids to go hungry. We want them, uh, if they qualify for free and reduced lunch, we want to make sure they get that.
7: While schools send applications home at the beginning of the school year, you can apply for school meals anytime. Qualification is based on household size and family income. Kids can get low cost or free meals. That means as kids go through the lunch line, they won't have to worry about how to pay. You don't know one kid that is free next to a full pay, you know, student. So there's no way to know. Some schools in our area are part of the community eligibility provision. South Bend Community School Corporation qualifies, which allows schools and districts in low-income areas to serve breakfast and lunch at no cost to all students. Still, even with participation in this program, families should still apply for free and reduced lunch because they can also receive assistance with textbooks. Not only that, but it helps school districts understand their student population.
3: Application, because that gives us valuable data to really identify what is that specific um, need based on poverty and other um, guidelines that we use um, to inform kind of what
4: is the need in our area.
7: That need is expected to increase this year. Over the past two years, numbers went down as the government paid for all students to eat for free. Fewer families were filling out free and reduced applications. School leaders expect the number to increase this year. A more accurate count means more funding for school lunch and other important programs that help at-risk kids.
2: Almost all of your federal grants are tied, uh, are connected in one way or the other. So uh, when you hear the, the title one, title two, all the different title federal grant funds that schools receive, oftentimes that dollar amount is tied to the percentage of free and reduced lunch and the number of students on free and reduced lunch within a school corporation.
7: Ultimately, schools say no child will go hungry while they're in school. And we know that we're feeding them a balanced meal. Yeah, it's a good feeling, yeah. But families can help themselves and their school by making sure they're counted if it's needed. Just don't waste any time because those are benefits lost, you know, if you don't fill it out. Mishawaka is asking families to fill out that application online this year. Every school does it differently. While most districts perform their data collection in October, households can apply for benefits anytime during the school year. I'll put more information on our website. In the studio, Kristen B. WSBT 22 News.
0: With other drivers. WSBT 22's DJ Manu reports people just aren't stopping when buses stop.
3: Police in the school district say it should be obvious, but when you see the signs and lights going off, you're supposed to stop. With the school year just starting, they say some people haven't been stopping. Watching his granddaughter get on the bus along Casapa Street, Chad Rapp says every day so far he's seen someone
2: drive past the school bus. First kid got off, somebody just zoomed by bus driver lays on her horn and then you know not even two seconds later here comes another one right by
3: the stop signs and lights aren't hard to miss but he says drivers are either distracted or don't care sometimes people don't have common sense you know and you you can't force them to have common sense the issue is those actions have and as he fears will lead to more tragedies i think that's probably about the only way it's
2: going to happen is to make them stop is if something actually happens.
3: Elkhart Police say at the beginning of the school year they increase patrols because they know drivers need this reminder. When they're driving, we just ask for them to focus on driving. Uh, all the other stuff can wait until they get to their destination. Elkhart Community School's Transportation Director says he's already been inundated with complaints from his drivers. They're coming to us all the time, wanting us to document the times as far as when these actually have occurred so that we can see them on our on our camera systems. He said cars pass him while he's driving already three times this school year. About half of the district's buses have cameras installed. However he says it's shown minimal effect in deterrence. We don't see anything drastic whatsoever. We we wish for it every single day. Cause that's our life. Our life is make sure these children are gonna be safe, not only safe, but they're gonna be well protected. With stricter laws in place that could result in a felony, please say they don't want to, but would rather hit your pocketbooks than you hitting a kid. If that's what we have to do
2: to get people to think and comply well then that's what we'll have to do
3: we're hoping that people are going to begin to sit there and and look inside and realize just the importance not only of seeing those those lights going off and the arm being extended but realizing that could be their job as well too with every new school bus that elkhart is getting they will come with these cameras installed increasing the number of eyes on the road in elkhart dj Monitor, wsbt 22 news
5: from the public library And here's the cool
7: thing. They are only one of eight libraries nationwide to host this hands-on outer space exhibit. Melissa Stevens is live for us this morning in Coloma with a look inside. All right, Melissa, we're watching.
8: Yeah, so I'm taking a quiz right now. You know, this is not just your typical quiz. This is a really fun quiz game. And let me tell you, it will make you feel stupid sometimes. <laughs> I've been playing for a couple minutes, but it's so much fun. It's all part of this exhibit. I'm joined by Natasha Ford. And tell us about it. I mean, this is
0: really cool. We've been walking around looking at this. Yeah, we have something called the Moon, Mars, and Beyond exhibit. And we're lucky to be one of eight libraries in the nation to have one to be a host site for this. Um and it's it's just a a lot of, I think they have 18 different exhibit pieces, um, that are part of this, um, that are related to space, but they're all supposed to be something for every age. So adults, but everything down to little kids too. Oh yeah. I mean, we've been, like I said, we've been
8: walking around. It's spread throughout the entire library, which is cool. So you can get, you get to walk around. So we just did this quiz here. This is cool. Three people can play this if you want to, but then I want to come over here,
0: Alicia, show me this. This is a really cool thing. Yeah. So we've been joking that these are space tomatoes. Um, So we got some seeds as part of our exhibit and this unit and so we could grow we don't know what seeds are, we're on the International Space Station, and then there's some control seeds, and so we've been able to have some of our library patrons come to a program, plant them, and then see how they grow, and guess which ones are which, and so we <laughs> know until later. Oh my goodness,
8: and then really lastly, really quickly, I just wanna show you this. This is a cool, you can kind of pick which types of soil you have here, from Earth, and from the Moon, and Mars, Guys, it's really interesting. We're checking it out all morning. I'm going to show you some other things. I'm told there's a green screen in here. I I didn't know that, and I wore green today. So, you know what? I think we're going to have some fun later on. Okay. (laughs) You mentioned it's free. It's a
7: library, so head on in and have some cool experiences.
8: What a special exhibit. What an
1: honor for our community. Here's an update to a continuing case that I've been following And the shooting of Dante Carrell over in St. Joe County. Dante Carrell was somebody who suffered mental illness, and the cops decided that they shot him. But there was a lot of crazy that happened. The community hit experts, community outpoured the level of support. Community had a lot to say to the people involved, but here's the latest update. The St. Joseph County Prosecutor's Office announced the fatal shooting of Dante Cattell, age 51, by police was a justifiable homicide. Cattell was shot and killed on the property of Conrad Conrad School in July of 2022. The prosecutor's office said there was no evidence police officers on scene knew or could have known the firearm control possessed was not a real handgun. The prosecutor's office said it could not prove, beyond a reasonable doubt, the officers were not acting self-defense or the offense of others. Therefore, no criminal charges will be filed. The prosecutor's office said the first call to 911 came in at 11.30, 6 a.m. from the ploy of the school. The caller told dispatch an armed person was at the school threatening to commit suicide. The caller stated that people were in danger. Officers arrived at 11.40 a.m. and located Cottrell four minutes later. When they spoke with him, they did not see any weapons. Between 44 a.m. and 12.29 p.m., officers continued to speak with Cattell. At 9.29, Cottrell pulled a handgun out of his pocket. Then at 12.30, raised a handgun at the officers who discharged the weapons and set. said, uh, so they have some timeline. <clears throat> so at eleven thirty six, a traditional school official called nine one one about an upset armed suicidal male subject at the school. While the subject, while the male was subsequently identified as Dante Cottrell, the response officer did not know the identity of Mr. Cottrell until much later. Three minutes later at eleven thirty nine, the nine one one caller further described the suicidal man as a black male, approximately four years old. Tall and thin, build, wearing a blue skirt, a blue shirt and light pants with a handgun. The caller stated that there were people near the subject who were in danger and that there would soon be children come to school because of the free lunch program. A minute later, at 11.40, the first spinal officers arrived. A minute and a half, approximately 36 seconds later, response officers were advised that the armed man was by the baseball field. The 911 caller stated that someone was in danger on the premises and that the armed man was violent and intended to injure himself with a gun. At 11.41 a.m., the 911 caller told law enforcement that the armed man stated that he had shot himself before in the stomach and had lifted his shirt to show school employees. Two minutes later, approximately 11.43 a.m., the school employee told dispatch that the armed male had been arguing with a female in a red automobile about ten minutes earlier the caller stated that when the school employees approached the armed male woman, the woman told them that the armed man was upset about something and then she drove away. A minute later, at 11:44 a.m., the 911 caller told dispatch that the armed man was pointing the gun at the responding police officers. Dispatch advised the employees to go inside the school. At the same time, the responding officers had located the armed man on the south side of Collard School. However, officers did not observe the man displaying any weapons at this time. Video evidence depicted an uninvolved citizen working, walking a dog near Mr. Cattell at 11:45 a.m. There was body camera footage captured Don Cattell screaming, "They'll have to kill me! I don't give it. If I'm going to die, Mr. Cattell can be heard repeating these phrases multiple times during incident." Five minutes later, at 11.50 a.m., Mr. Carell continued to show that he was ready to die and that one of you mother effers is going to shoot me dead. Do I need to prove it? Officer's voice that there was something in front, in the front right pant pocket of Carell. Mr. Carell, Carell. 11.51, staff at the school began moving to the ministry offices away from Mr. Kittrell. Also at 11.51 a.m., officers can be heard telling the armed male that nobody wanted him to get shot. Officers begged Mr. Kittrell to please do not put his hands in his pants, pockets. Mr. Kittrell shouts, officers, which one of y'all want to do it? Approximately 11.52 a.m., when a responding officer told Mr. Kittrell that we're just going to try to get you some help, man, Mr. Couture replied, F that, you are gonna kill me. At eleven fifty four AM, police negotiators advised responding officers that they were on their way. At approximately eight minutes later at twelve oh two, Mr. Couture informed officers he was going to die at twelve forty two. Officer repeatedly told Mr. Couture that they wanted to help him. Three minutes later, at 12.05, after officers continued to state they wanted to help him, Mr. Contrell replied that he didn't care and that he was going to die. Probably one minute later, at 12.06, Mr. Control told officers he would shoot the police dog, and then they have to shoot him. He repeated, repeated this several times during an incident. At 12.10, Mr. Control told officers, I'm past suicide, I'm ready to die. Mr. Kitrell told officers that he did not want to deal with one of the officers because the officer didn't have a real firearm. That officer was equipped with the beanbag gun. Mr. Kitrell repeatedly told officers not to try to get a leg shot on him because he would try to get shot off. For the first time, Mr. Crow identified himself as Dante. And it goes on. Twelve, Y'all really not going to kill me, are you? 12.15, 12.15, it goes on again. Mr. Quintrell pointed out an object out of his pocket that had the shape of the grip of a handgun and had the outline of a handgun. The officer, you see this bottom of it? You know what that is, right? The officer answered, a gun. Mr. asked what kind? 12.16, the pastor identified himself to Mr. Cottrell and tried to engage Mr. Quintrell in conversation. He told the pastor, I want one of these MFers to kill me. So it goes on and going on there for a while. And they keep having a conversation about what's happening. And so at probably twelve thirty, the squat SWAT truck began slow slowly driving toward Mr. Contrell. As it moved slowly forward, some squat team members followed behind it on foot. At that point, Mr. Contrell first lowered the parent handgun, then he quickly pointed the parent hand Gun officers who were a at, at copying, copying the negotiator. Video evidence shows that Mr. Control fell to the ground immediately after Mr. Control fell. Officers radioed for medical assistance, stating shots fired. Get the medic, get the medics up here. Medics were close by and at twelve thirty-one PM the medics began tending to Mr. Contrell. At two minutes later at twelve thirty-three. Mr. Kitwell was in the ambulance, running with lights, and signing me to the hospital. However, medical personnel were unable to revive. An autopsy was performed at Russian Michigan University's Homer Strickler School of Medicine. According to a report from the autopsy, Mr. Control was shot three times. One syndicate grave wound to the head, one wound to the torso, and one wound to the hip area. According to the forensic pathologist Dr. Mr. Contrell died of multiple gunshot wounds. Because of this incident, officers from South Bend Police Department and Mishawaka and St. Joe County Departments conducted the joint investigations. Investigators recovered that the item that appeared to be a handgun. After a close examination, investigators found out that he, the item was highly detailed of a tan Glock Model 19 9mm logger handgun. The officers who fired the weapons told the investigators that they were fired when they did because at that moment they believed that their lives and those of the fellow officers were in danger from Mr. Kruber pointing what they believed to be a handgun at them. You can find this and more information on ABC 57, shooting of Dante Kitral by police rule justifiable homicide. This is some exciting news brought to us by the Interurban Trolley of Elkhart. The Interurban Trolley is offering free rides to students in kindergarten through 12th grade for this school year, for the year of 2022 through 2023. To get a free ride on any of the trolley's fixed routes, including the yellow line, you must show your student identification card when boarding the bus. If you live in Elkhart. You can take the red line. will get you to Pima Ran. The green line will get you to West Side, and Alcart High. Yellow line will get you close to Mary Daly as well. West Side, and goes far as Mishawaka. Orange line will get you to the Freshman Division. Blue line can get you to Bearsley, close to Bearsley, as also Oslo, Mary Fraser. Close to Mary Feaser and Northside. Those are the L-Cart routes that you can take in L-Cart. And for free. So all of those who are in that two-mile walk zone, depending on early when you get up, you can just hop on that trolley and ride all over town for free. Don't be ashamed to ride on that trolley all over town for free. I ride the trolley everywhere. And it is very convenient. I try to leave my house an hour early before I go to anything. I start work at 10 five, and so if I start at 10 5 I'm going to leave my house at 9 o'clock to get to work on time. They start at 5 o'clock downtown at the courthouse, and they run all of it to 8 o'clock, Monday through Friday. And so depending where you're at, you can hop on a trolley, you can carpool, but don't be ashamed to get on that trolley if you need a way to school. It's a lot safer than having to walk two miles every which direction. Once again, blue line will get you to the following schools: close to Bearsley, Oslo, Mary Feaser, and Northside. Orange line will get you to the freshman division for Elkhart. Green line is Mary. Yes, green line is Mary Daly, West Side, and Elkhart High. Red line is Pam Moran. The yellow line is Mary Daly, and close to West Side. Be sure to take advantage of this free rides for students during this upcoming school year. Here is another round of good news for the schools. Elkirk Community Schools has partnered with E Focus to create. district-wide map locations of free Wi-Fi for student access outside of school hours. The Elkhart Open Wi-Fi map is an interactive tool that provides location, days of the week, and hours of operation for over 100 locations in Elkhart that provide free access. These will include libraries, coffee shops, restaurants, parks, and community centers. For more information, you can log on to the ECS technology page on the Algarve Community Schools website and look for internet slash internet con connectivity for more information.
2: Own businesses. Yeah, and today many of them shared the spotlight at a local business showcase in South Bend.
0: Yeah, C2, Your Health Women's Initiative Inc. hosted the event inside the Rio Parks event building today. More than 40 Michiana women businesses highlighted their product lines, services, and more. The goal? To demonstrate, celebrate, and showcase local women entrepreneurs. We're out here advocating for them, networking, talking about them, helping them get the services that they need, providing mentoring. I mean, really, this is, real, this is really, for a lot of women, the first time they've ever gotten out of the community and said, we are business owners and we're important, pay attention to us, we have something to say.
2: And to learn more about the Women Entrepreneur Small Business Spotlight Showcase, you can head to our website and <laughs> click on this story.
1: Something new coming up October first in downtown Elkhart from on Center Green from noon to eight will be the first Hispanic Heritage Festival, celebrating our sister city, Apan, Hargo, in Mexico. They are currently accepting artisan vendors for the festival. For more information, you can contact Sherry Krask at 574-295-7275 or shoot her email at sherry.kraske at c-o-e-i.org That is Sherry dot k-r-a-s-k at c-o-e-i dot org and that will take place on October 1st in downtown Elkhart at Central Green.
9: Hit our community
8: hard, but
0: Cultivate Food Rescue is working hard to fight hunger and cut down on food waste. And
7: right now they're gearing up for a big fundraiser to help continue their
0: mission. Melissa Stevens is
8: live for us this morning in South Bend to tell us all about Taste of Hope. Hey Melissa. Good morning. So it's happening on Thursday. We're inside a kitchen right now here in South Bend, and as you can see, prep work is already underway because 15 chefs will be out there on Thursday. It's going to be a really big event, and here to tell us more is Todd Zeltwanger from Cultivate. Tell us about Taste of Hope on Thursday.
2: Melissa, we are super excited about this event. We're going to be back at the Century Center Thursday evening. Uh, We're expecting about 700 people, so we're sold out already this year. And uh, 15 chefs, as you mentioned, Um, Exciting time outside uh, during the evening with the band. Danny Lerman and his band will be there performing. So we're really excited about the event, which will help raise funds, needed funds, for Cultivate Food Rescue and our uh, weekend meals program and for our pantry program.
8: Yeah, and let's talk about that. So you mentioned it is sold out, but people at home can actually help out still right now.
2: Absolutely, they can. If they go to our website, which is CultivateCulinary.com, they can click on the donate button. They can make a monthly donation to us, a recurring monthly donation or a one-time gift as well. Anything that they do will be helpful to us as we continue to raise funds to help those that are food insecure in our community.
8: Yeah, and so what is this goal looking like on Thursday? Our
2: goal is to raise $270,000 that evening. And we think it's very doable with the size crowd we have. If individuals could just help sponsor one student for the school year, which is a gift of about $450, and if you break it down monthly, that's about $40 a month. So if everybody does one, we can hit that goal. There
8: you go. And you can do it at home right now, as you just mentioned, by donating. But it's such an important thing that you guys are doing. You're really cutting down on food insecurity and food waste in our
2: community. Reduce food waste and help feed the food insecure. No neighbor hungry, no food wasted is our vision. We're hoping to feed uh, 1,200 students this school year every single weekend with six meals. So that's 7,200 meals every weekend. And we couldn't do it without the community support, uh, the volunteer support, the food, and the financial support as well.
8: Oh, thank you so much, Todd. That's amazing. Yeah, they're doing incredible things. Coming up in the next half hour, we're going to talk to one of those chefs who will be out there on Thursday. and We're going to see what he's making. So stay with us, guys. What a brilliant model, really. It takes something that was a problem and makes it, it, you know, really gives out and... Gives forward, so it really helps so many people in our community. Yes,
7: and Melissa, I just love yeah. this because we're having the conversation. You know, we hear about it all the time when people are hungry, they suffer in silence. But we're talking about it, and we're letting people know this is a problem, and they do need your donations
8: today. Absolutely, raising awareness—that's key. Melissa, right. thank you.
1: Thank you. Coming. <laughs> Far too often, young people are the ones who can teach us adults a little or two about something. So, here we have another video, and this time it's a little girl who is telling people to stop bullying. And under the video, the big old quote is Parents need to teach their kids to do better. We could all learn a lot from these kids. So, here is a girl who's probably eight years old, who is telling us how she feels about bullying. Uh,
9: um, yesterday at school, people kept calling me Afro girl and popcorn. And I don't have to have straight hair to be beautiful. I'm black, and I I'm black, and I love my mom, mommy, and I love the way God made me. To all those kids out there, you don't have to change. People are made in different shapes, sizes, and colors. And to those bullies, stop bullying people. It is not good, you're taking kids' life away. And teach your kid not how to how to love people and care for each other. And to, uh, and to those people who are watching this video, please share it, I want it to go I want to spread everywhere and teach kids
1: how to love people and care for each other. See, we have kids who are young, who get it. They know it's not about your color, your skin, where your hair is, where your outside appearance is. It's what matters on the inside. God created us each in our own image. He created us just the way that we want to be. Several years ago, this world was divided again with racial discrimination. And it's still predominant today. But everyone has a unique story. We have all this stuff going on. And sometimes kids get it more better than us adults do. A lot of times, kids will not see a person of color. They're like, hi, that's my friend. I have a lot of kids I work with every day. And it's hard to tell whether or not these kids know that they're loved. We always feel that we can't do enough. But we can learn a lot from a kid. This kid has it all. It is a stop bullying initiative that's happening. I have seen, this is the second video I have seen online. Through my social media communities where kids are telling people stop bullying parents we can do better we can teach our children to love others for who they are take time to educate your children on the do's and don'ts of how we treat others <laughs>
6: Shit. Yeah. Yeah.
7: You have been listening to Michiana 101 with Sylvia Stark. If you have a story or item to share, message her on our Facebook group, News Source 1 Michiana. Until next time, remember to stay safe and most importantly, Jesus loves you. Accept Him as your Lord and Savior.